Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Post Game Show. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Cards Basketball is also presented by UofL Health. Making the impossible possible. That's the power of you. Kelly Jobs, the employment solution experts. Kellyjobs.com. Bear Nose Pizza. Yeah, it's that good. Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors. Louisville's neighborhood liquor store. UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobsky.com. And Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Now, here's your host, Ethan Moore. Good evening and welcome in your Coors Light Louisville basketball postgame show. I'm Ethan Moore right here on 93.9 The Ville as the Cards lose a heartbreaker to Syracuse 94-92. The Cards fall to 7-16 and overall and 2-10 and in the ACC. The Orange improved to 15-8 and and 6-6 six and six in the league in what was a pretty entertaining game, especially in the first half. I, I, I would venture a guess to say that you know, the better part of three-fourths of the game was an entertaining contest uh, where, it, where it had offenses on display. I think for the most part in the first half, defense was optional for both teams. Um, I think Louisville in the second half clamped down a little bit better, certainly in spurts, not consistently. But Syracuse was was simply not interested in playing defense or rebounding the vast majority of the game. It was a it was shocking to me how disinterested Syracuse was playing d- defense. Not closing out, no hands up, no rotations. They were just ready to get the ball and try to score down the other side of the court. So for me, this game hurts. I think I think honestly Louisville deserved to win more so than Syracuse did. Obviously the Orange made the plays down the stretch. You had the controversial call and you know it's controversial because it wasn't a goaltend. And I uh, I made the mistake of I didn't necessarily hear the whistle in real time so when the whistle blows the play is dead. However, the whistle shouldn't have blown because it wasn't a goaltend. Syracuse did get the putback. However, in that scenario, with the whistle blowing, that was null and void. However, Louisville didn't get back defensively. I mean, how many times have we seen that not only tonight, but this season? Louisville doesn't get back quickly on defense. The other team gets in transition, and that results in an easy basket or um, a wide-open perimeter jump shot. 
And that right there manifested itself in the most important possession of the game tonight. Louisville did not get back on defense in a timely manner when Sky Clark hit a phenomenal contested three. They allowed the, they allowed the Orange to get the ball uh, right up the court. Now, again, um, that was not a goaltend. It, w- it was a clean block. And then when the whistle blows, the play's dead. They reviewed it. And in typical TV Taddy fashion, uh, you know, he and his crew somehow ruled that it was still a goaltend, even though it was on the way up and below the cylinder and didn't hit the backboard. So I don't know. Uh, but again, in that sequence, the whistle shouldn't have been blown because it wasn't a goaltend and Syracuse had the follow-up. However, that wasn't the case and the whistle was blown. So um, Louisville definitely got hosed at the end. Um, but again, as good as Louisville's offense has been over the last two games, 101 points against Florida State, 92 tonight against Syracuse, it's the lack of defense that reared its ugly head yet again. Louisville allowed a Syracuse team that that is will probably be a a solid NIT team. I mean, their their basketball IQ in the last four to five minutes was just mind numbing with all the mistakes that they made. They they you know Louisville had had a lead. I think a six-point lead at 79-73. It looked like the cars were going to win going away there for a moment. Uh, then the Orange answered with a quick 8-0 burst. And that was that was still nip and tuck the rest of the way. But that initial 8-0 burst put the Orange up comfortably. And, you know, we know how the game ended. But the stat that rears its ugly head for me once again is – Louisville allowed the Syracuse team to shoot 61% from the field. 31 of 51. From three-point range, they allowed Syracuse to shoot 46%, going 10 of 22. Now, on the other side, the Cards shot 44% from three, 11 of 25. That is a good enough clip to win you games, especially on the road and especially in the JWA wireless dome. That's the only time I'm going to say that because it's the carrier dome. But Louisville from the field shot 54%, 35 of 65 from the field. With that depth perception in a dome, if you would, in most years, if you would say Louisville's going to go to Syracuse and they're going to shoot 54% from the field and 44% from three and then out rebound the Cuse by 19. The next question is, well, how many points did we win by? But that has been the issue all season. Make no mistake, the offense has been playing much better. As a team, this squad is playing much better offensively. Defensively, it's atrocious. And even if you're playing these mid-ACC teams, Bad defense will get you beat, even with a good offense. I mean, how many games has this been the example? You know, NC State's one. Clemson is another one. You know, they they got out to a to a big lead. The Tigers did. Louisville battle back. They played better offensively, but the defense you know let them down. You know, 
Louisville scored 101 against Florida State, but they still gave up 92. They gave up 94 tonight. That is a problem. And, you know, if you're a fan of entertaining basketball games, I think these last eight games in the ACC slate for the cards will be entertaining. It will be nip and tuck. Outside of Duke, most likely, at Cameron Indoor, I mean, on Saturday, I think the cards are going to win. They play Notre Dame the following week at home. I think the cards are going to win. They play this same Syracuse team on March 2nd. You know, I think they beat this Syracuse team at home by double digits. Based on how Syracuse played tonight, usually, you know, Louisville can, you know, if if they even get a couple of wins against a Notre Dame or a Georgia Tech, you would think they'd have at least enough home momentum to get Syracuse when they come back. Then they play Boston College twice. And again, I don't think Louisville's going to win a road game the rest of the way, but I certainly think there's winnable home games. But at the end, I get it. It doesn't matter, right? I mean, do we win 10 games this season? Do we win 11? Do we get really spicy and win 12? I don't know. Ooh, now you're talking, I can, Ethan. <laughs> I could see a scenario where, you know, you win 11 games this year. I can see a scenario where you win 12. I can see a scenario where you win 10. But at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. What mattered was going 5-7 and seven in a non-conference slate that Ken Palm rated 313th. That is a wrap from here on out. And so we now we just have to play the season out. we got to grind it out. But I, I enjoy seeing Louisville basketball play well offensively. I mean, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, he's playing himself, in my opinion, into a second-round draft pick in the NBA this upcoming summer. If he continues to be a double-double machine and shows you, shows those scouts his ability to knock down a perimeter shot, especially, you know, three-pointers. I believe he had three threes tonight. He has played phenomenal basketball over the last two weeks. Another double-double tonight with 19 points and 12 rebounds. He is, without a doubt, your Juan Gomez Insurance player of the game, BHH. This is almost game in, game out. I'm sure Taylor gave it to Tyler after the Florida State win. But, I mean, you know, BHH against Florida State out of career had 29. So he's playing at a different level. He's playing himself into a potential second-round draft pick. I honestly believe that. He's definitely putting more money in his pocket because he's going to be playing professional ball sooner rather than later. Your BJ Heating and Cooling defensive player of the game is Sky Clark simply because he had a team-high three steals. I don't think anybody individually played well defensively when you allow your opponent to shoot 61% from the field and 45% from three and put up 94 points. Again, the last two games, Louisville's giving up an average of 93 points per game. That's not not putting the clamps down defensively. But Sky Clark is your BJ Heating and Cooling defensive player of the game. Call the experts you can trust at bjheatcool.com. Um, a snippet from the Kenny Payne press conference that is presented by U of L Health, making the impossible possible. That is the power of you. He talked about um, his team not continuing to have consistent focus, playing um, a little lackadaisical in spurts, and I'm I'm taking away from his comments there 
that he was talking about on the defensive side of things. Offensively, they were pretty locked in. You know, but when you allow, again, you allow your opponent, who is very mediocre. Again, Syracuse didn't go into the tournament. They're going to be in the NIT. But when you allow your opponent to shoot 61% from the field, that's an issue. You allow Florida State, I believe they shot something, you know, 53, 54% from the field as well. And Syracuse and Florida State are very similar. They're lengthy. They don't have an imposing big man, and they have some streaky shooters. And I think Louisville obviously matches up well with both of those teams. And when you're talking about the remaining schedule, you're talking about potential wins, that's why I think Louisville gets the orange at home. I mean, the way that they played, the way that the orange played to close out that game, they were trying to give this game away to Louisville. And on one end, it's frustrating because – Syracuse played so poorly down the stretch that Louisville couldn't take advantage. The Cards had, a, again, they had a six-point lead with, I think, what, four or five minutes to go and lost it. Uh, but also, I feel bad for the feel like they earned it more so than Syracuse did. Now, they didn't make the plays down the stretch like like Syracuse. But I just I got the vibe that I feel like Louisville wanted more. Louisville played better defensively. Now, that's not saying a whole lot because if you go back and you, and you want to watch this game again, just watch how Syracuse is not invested. It's almost impressive how not invested Syracuse is in boxing out, rebounding, and playing defense. It is insane. They, just, I mean, it's just like, well, whatever. I mean, they didn't even have a hand up most times. And then... You know, but again, you could say that and still give Louisville credit for playing well offensively. You know, I mentioned BHH with yet another double double, nineteen and twelve. I mean, Sky Clark balled out. I mean, he was single handedly kept them in down that stretch. Once, once Tyler and Mike fouled out, you're like, oh, here we go. Uh, the Orange are going to open it up. That was not the case. Sky Clark posted a, a very uh, impressive stat sheet, 23 points. He had three steals. He had five assists. He had four threes as well, 18 of, um, excuse me, eight of 14 from the field. Again, 23 points, led the cards in scoring, and single-handedly kept Louisville in that game with a couple clutch three-pointers. He played well. And so, you know, Mike James, he had, he had a, a decent game as well, did foul out. He had 12 points. Trey White, yet again. Had another very good game and another double-double, 17-12 and 12 for Trey White. And Louisville out-rebounding Syracuse 40-21. to 21. They hammered Florida State on the boards, and they hammered Syracuse on the boards. And again, like you can say on one hand, Syracuse was not invested on defense. They weren't invested in boxing out. They didn't have an interest. But you know what? Louisville still had to make them pay, and they did. I mean, the Trey White follow slam, BHH feasting in the paint. You know, that's what you like to see. That's what's entertaining, at least from the offensive side of things. And I think you're going to see more of these kinds of games. You're going to see Louisville win a few games. You're going to see Louisville in these ball games going forward because they're playing a lot of teams like Florida State and Syracuse going forward. You know, like I mentioned, Syracuse is, you know, 15-8. and eight. Louisville plays a slew of teams 
um, a la Pitt, Boston College, like 13 and 9, 14 and 10, something like that, the rest of the way outside of Duke. They got Pitt on the road. That's going that's going to be tough. But Louisville plays a lot of these these same kinds of teams. They're good, but they're not great. They're not NCAA tournament good. They're NIT bound most likely. And then they have a other they have a couple of other teams. Um, they're in the bottom alongside the cards. Notre Dame uh, is, I believe, you know, seven and sixteen as well. And uh, Georgia Tech, the next opponent, I, I believe, is ten and thirteen. Now, they only have two ACC wins, I believe. But those two ACC wins are against UNC and Duke in Atlanta. And then Wake Forest ran them off their home floor last night. Again, Saturday night should be a win. And if you're listening saying, well, who ca- you know, who cares? This this you know, where you're seven and sixteen and two and two in the ACC, I get it hundred percent. If you're paranoid, if Louisville wins a few games, KP is getting a third year, I have heard absolutely nothing that would lead me to believe that he will get a third year. So he try to enjoy these games as a Louisville basketball fan. When we win, be happy about it. And then when you lose, it's kind of what we've been expecting over the last few years. Take it game by game, and we'll see what happens. 8150-939 is the number. Let's open up the phone lines. Loyal Lawrence will lead things off tonight on the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Post Game Show. What's going on, boss? Lawrence? Spence, I don't... I don't. All right, Steve, you're up next. Hey, buddy. Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, I can live with this. Uh, if we know that, that it's over and everything, I can live with this effort. I, I was extremely entertained. We've yeah. got really good pieces, man. And and one of the saddest things about this whole thing is... is is KP knows ball, but he just doesn't know how to teach it. Of yeah. How to yeah, run in a program from top to bottom. It's all these little things and the little things matter. Attention to detail, the closeout. I mean, by the time you're in eighth grade in this town, you know, to chop your feet, you know, and don't just jump past people. And, and that's just been such a struggle, you know, all year with this, with this crew. And that's a frustrating part, but, uh, there's a scene in White Man Can't Jump, the original, where they're arguing in the apartment and they're at each other's throats and, you know, everybody's getting ready to fight and then they start watching the Lakers game. And I don't know if people are familiar with that scene, but that's kind of the way this, you know, we've been in each other's throats. You know, Chris Beard this and Jerome Tang that. We fight, fight, fight. And then an actual basketball game like this happened and we're in it. Oh, we were, yeah. you know, we're dying with every every dribble, every payo at the end of a game, and I can live with this the rest of the way, uh, you know. And I don't think anybody should be fearful about what any of this means or that there's some deep, yeah. you know, thing or that it's going anywhere. But man, there are some really good pieces here. Like that, I will give credit for. Man, he brought in some some good players. Absolutely, they're just. You know, they just absolutely refuse to play defense. And it's hard to badmouth Mike James, and it's not really what I'm trying to do here. But as much of a leader as he is and as hard as he plays, he really doesn't on the defensive side, man. And if we could get – I think, man, if he could just 
that leadership and that respect that he commands on the floor on the other end of the floor, if he could do something with defense, man, he can't stay in front of anybody. Trey White has recovered a little bit, mm-hmm. a little, little bit. He's still, you know, I still don't want him <laughs> locking anybody up with the game on the line, but he, he has made an effort to do something different. And with Mike Especially James, Especially on, the, on the backboard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and with Mike James, it's not really about effort so much as I think that goes back to the coaching piece and that detail, where your feet are, where your hands are, you know, where your fingers are. Like, it, you, you teach every and coach every detail. You know, and you and your fingernails longer to get steals, that kind of stuff. Exactly. You know? and, and Louisville's defense was bad, but I still felt like Louisville played harder on defense, a hell of a lot harder than Syracuse did. Did you see what I saw out of Syracuse? I mean, I was amazed at their just lack of their, their lack of defensive effort and rebounding. Like I was, I was shocked that just like they didn't care, they didn't even pretend to care. Whereas I think Louisville, at least, they weren't very good, but I feel like at least in spurts they tried harder defensively a lot harder than Syracuse did oh yeah and th- and this is one here that and I'll close out with this that you know we definitely got to clean up our own backyard but this league is in trouble man you, know, you just rattled off a bunch of schools with just mediocre to less than mediocre coaches you know there was two coaches there tonight that are you know, it's sad, but, you know, Kenny's never going to be the head coach that takes a team to the NCAA tournament. I don't think his Autry cat is either. I saw he, he comes from Greenberg's tree. I saw that during the broadcast, and, you know, that guy gets to wax uh, about basketball for a living and never went to the tournament. That's how, you know, that just bugs me all the time. But, uh, you know, just up and down this league, and then we get to the officiating. It's Bush oh. League, man. Poor Teddy Valentine. Is he going to be a thousand and just is going to roll out in a in a crypt to coach to uh, referee games? I mean, he was he was horrible when he was young. Even worse. I just don't old. see how how do how do you how do you review that and still say that it was a goaltend? Like that's that's just impossible. It wasn't a goaltend. I, I, I truly think they didn't want to get into the controversy of the dead ball. Blowing the whistle mm-hmm. and blowing it dead when that when the putback happened anyway. I mean, I, yeah. I, that's they just that has to be the only explanation. And and you're not talking about this isn't Duke Carolina, you know. I mean, this isn't the top of the league. They're like, oh, this is this is over. Get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's and that's part of where we're at. We have to, and that's the one decent. This was probably one of Kenny's best post games. You know, you, you have to command this. Like we have to earn this. Like you have to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, it was there for the worst day. part about, yeah, and the worst part about where we're at now is is it's too little, too late. But as a fan, man, entertain me. You know, I'm I'm be I'm be at the home game, so you know, entertain me, and yeah. I'm I'm down with it. So appreciate the line, man. Thanks. I'm with you, Steve. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was um I got to go to the Florida State game uh, last Saturday, and it was it was fun to see Louisville put on a show offensively and I'm, I'm heading out to the um center for the georgia tech game on saturday as well um and hopefully uh the cars can get a win uh, against georgia tech um that certainly would be the expectation louisville um you know can, if they can beat florida state they should certainly be able to beat georgia tech let's go back to the phone lines 81 50 is the number kevin is up next on the program hey kevin yeah man it, uh i think uh 
I think the way that the the game was called, it you know, it kinda it kinda killed a good game. I mean, you know, you you can point to certain things that Louisville did bad <clears throat> as far as uh, you know, fast break points, but then they dominated on second cha- second chance points. You know, they might not have did this on that, but they, you know, uh, they out, you know, they might not have shot as many free throws, but then they out rebounded them. You know, stuff like that kind of balances out. But I just think that <clears throat> they bailed uh, a lot of bad drives out, sort of like how Mike James does for us. Uh, gets bailed out a lot or gets them, you know, kind of junk foul calls. I think we got inundated with those tonight on, on that end because some of that stuff had no chance of going in or being positive and they, they bailed those guys out. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm proud of the way that the guys played, but I just want to know, like, <clears throat> you said with such strong conviction, uh, after Florida State, that we wouldn't see Sky White, uh, Sky Clark again, and he comes in and leads us in scoring. What what made you think that he was that he was you know for sure gone? I mean, let's just take the season how it is. That we don't have to push this narrative that everybody you know they just want to get away from Kenny Payne. They want the season to be over. They're looking to do this and that. The guy was hurt. He healed himself back. He came back, had a good game. Why do you think he wasn't coming back? Okay, but I, I, you might have me confused with somebody else. No, I didn't. Um, well, whoever didn't was on the Sky show Clark the other day was, was was putting out there that we we we're not going to see Sky Clark again. He's out of here. He's looking to oh, no. get his thing. Yeah, well, somebody. Did no, no. I mean, I looked like I, everything that I had heard from Sky that it was going he was going to be day to day, and I mean, I wasn't surprised that he came back and, and played well. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, yeah, I'm taking every game. You know, every game as it comes. There's eight more regular season. Take it, take it game by game, and. Um, again, I think there's going to be some more wins coming. Uh, no, okay. Again, it's not like I said something, enough, Ethan, because still. he had the hip injury, and I was like, "That's a serious injury." It wouldn't have oh, shocked me. That, so, okay, I, okay. like I did, excuse me, point that was me that did say something during the game. It wasn't that he was not going to play at all necessarily? It was more so because we had, like, I can't remember when the Hersey Miller news broke that he was officially done for the year, but just mm-hmm. seeing, you know, Sky Clark hip injury, I was like, it wouldn't shock me if he just, you know. Took some time to heal up. I'm glad he got to play tonight because he was, you know, vital to this team tonight. Everyone was that we Absolutely. needed. I mean, and especially with you know Tyler was the only guard we had for the previous game, and now we had at least some depth tonight at guard, and yeah, we and, needed and, him to the foul trouble. Yeah, and so given how bad this season has gone, I don't think there's been any player that's given us any reason to be like they're they're going to be using an injury as an excuse not to play. Like I, you know. They're, the kids are playing hard. You know, I don't think that's a question. It was last year. It's not this year. Um, and I think that, you know, you've had, you had Trey White. He only missed three games with a groin. That's a, that's a tricky injury. you got to be healed up and before you're ready to go at it um, week in, week out. Um, certainly Sky Clark, who, but he only missed but basically what, the second half of the Clemson game and then the Florida State game. He came back healthy. Tyler missed the game with an ankle. He came back. Almost dropped the triple double. No, I don't think anybody um, that's would would use an injury as a, as a as an excuse not to play the rest of the way. I mean, like you're already here. Like we're it's almost mid February. Gosh, the season is in ways it, it's kind of uh, flown by. In other ways, it's it's just you know dragging on as well. But no, I, I certainly think that uh, when you have you know 
when you have the season where you're seven and sixteen and two and ten, there's a lot of things that you can say with conviction. Um, one of them is though, I, these kids haven't given up. And again, I'm not saying that's that's something to be, you know, give them their rewards for because they're not giving up and they're playing hard. Again, that goes without saying. But again, there's certain things that you can say that are 100% occurring. And they're playing hard. Are they playing well defensively? No. Are they playing well offensively? Yes. Have they gotten better from November, December? Yes. How the hell did this team lose to the ball? Because <laughs> How did they lose exactly. to Arkansas State? I mean, goodness gracious. But, again, that's part of the season. And that's part of the fan frustration. And that's why you don't have people – and they shouldn't be applauding because they didn't give up or they're being competitive or they're losing competitive. You know, that's why nobody's saying that that's something to, to hand out praise for because of that. But you can also say it's still okay to say that we're not going to have moral victories. And on the other hand, you know, acknowledge that they're playing hard, you know, and acknowledge yeah. that they're not going to give up. Yeah, so I like I again, agree with you there. It's tricky. Because, yeah, like last year's team, we saw them. Actually, ironically enough, the Syracuse game last year was one of their better efforts because they had a chance late to win the game. And, you know, that was when LLS tripped off his foot there. Tonight, we had Sky Clark, had a missed three at the end. That it would have, like, if he hits that shot there, we're, we're complaining a little bit about the officiating there with the, the goaltend, that whether it should have been called or not. Big game. Like, if you win the game, yeah, it's forgotten about forever. And unfortunately, that's just the nature of the business here is that. We lost a game that, you know, we had a, you know, like I said, we led by six at one point and just, yeah. you know, the defense is just not there this year. And that's why whoever the next guy is, whoever's coaching the team next year, they need a stress defense, like in the portal, yes. in the recruiting class, or even like get a guy to where you can kind of minimize and cover up their lack of defensive effort. Like you got to be able to try to scheme against some, like if a guy's just really good offensively, poorly on defense. Scheme something up because next year I cannot deal with these high-scoring games where our defense is just not trying at all. Yeah, and then it was just—I mean, there were—you know—there were stretches where you're, you're just like, um, and and I think it was the one with the the non-goaltend goaltend. Well, that play was that that happened. That sequence happened because Louisville didn't get back. You know what I mean? They had a couple. They had you know. Sky Clark hit that tough contested three to tie it up. But, I mean, you couldn't even catch a breath. And then Syracuse was already at midcourt. And, you know, then you can get into the, to that to that terrible call. But, again, that's not just this game that they're not getting back on defense. That's been the entire season. That was last year as well. And it's just manifested itself at the worst time. If that continues to happen, like KP has said, like fans have said, it's the little things. But if you're not – if you're not coaching them up on the little things, if you're not hammering that in practice, it will come back to and and in part that did with that last sequence. But then also too, you have Sarah, you had the point guard. Again, I was just I was befuddled, Spencer, at like it was what twenty seconds to go. Their point guard, um, you know, Louisville didn't look like they you know were set defensively. There was an opening in the lane. He goes. He leaves his feet and then throws the throws a pass at his teammate's head. Bounces off his face, and the cards get it and go the other way. It's like what? 
what are you guys doing? And then you have somebody trying to dribble the ball between his legs um, like it's the and one tour, and it's like a, a nip and tuck game. Louisville almost got the steal because of that. So, again, it, it's one thing to say your opponent is, is not playing well or they're making dumb mistakes, but at least Louisville, you know, they made him pay. Now, they didn't make him pay in terms of winning the game, but they made him pay because they, they had Syracuse on their heels virtually the entire game. A couple of interesting stats to point out. There were 13 ties each. They tied. The teams tied in the number of ties at 13, and also they tied with the number of lead changes at 18. So if you're just a college basketball fan, you like offense, you're just, you're just you know, Chilling at home, you're turning the TV on, you want to see who's on. This was an entertaining game to watch because the teams were on point offensively. Now, it also has to do with the teams not playing well defensively. Again, both can be true. I think, you know, Kevin pointed out something about, um, you know, Mike James, you know, always getting bailed out sometimes. Sometimes he does get bailed out. And then sometimes our defense gets bailed out um, when or your opponent does something silly. More often than not, though, Louisville's on the losing end of those propositions. So that that is the frustrating part um, for fans, you know, when we're in the throes of this season. Again, cards fall to Syracuse 94-92. Louisville is now 7-16 and on the season and 2-10 and in conference play. And speaking of conference play let's run down your acc standings presented by kelly the employment solution experts visit kellyjobs.com as it stands currently the tar heels of north carolina are 10 and 2 virginia is 9 and 3 they are winners of seven straight duke is at seven and three wake forest seven and four as is florida state who beat boston college on the road last night by one nc state lost to pitt tonight they are seven and five in league play syracuse miami and pitt are all six and six clemson is five and six boston college is four and seven georgia tech is three and nine Notre Dame is 2-9, and nine, and Louisville is 2-10. and 10. Louisville's next opponent, Georgia Tech, they will come, the Ramblin' Wreck, come to the Yum Center on Saturday for a 6-30 tip. The Yellow Jackets are 3-9 and nine in ACC play. Again, two of those three wins have come against Duke and North Carolina. That was in Atlanta. The Yellow Jackets under first-year coach Damon Stoudemire is 10-13. and 13. And then the Georgia Tech is two and six on the road. Uh, uh, their net ranking is 134. Louisville's current net ranking is 192. So at a minimum, Louisville is now in the 100s, where they were um, firmly entrenched in the 200s just a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if that is since updated after this game went final, but as it stands this evening, Louisville's 192. In the net, you're looking at the ACC as a whole. It looks as though right now you have four teams uh, likely to be in the tournament. That is Clemson, North Carolina, Duke, and Virginia. Spence, do you think there is a situation or a scenario 
where the ACC can get six teams in the big dance. No, not six. I, I like I said, like on Saturday night was more. I was in the vein of thinking three teams. You lay out four. Again, I see five is probably the absolute max. And to get the five, you have to have some miracle run by a team like a Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, or hell, even Louisville. They make a miracle run the AC tournament and win it all. That's the only way I see this team get this conference getting five teams. Yeah, yeah. I think I think four is a safe number. I think potentially maybe five, but we'll see. Um, I also feel like, I mean, outside of the top, outside of the top four, I mean, there's just a lot of like, you know, good teams, decent teams. Um, Florida State again, Florida, teams like Florida State and Syracuse, Miami even. Good. Yeah, Miami, they're good, but they're not like NCAA tournament good. They're all NIT as as of right now. Again. I think certainly Miami could get hot, um, but when you live and die by the three, more often than not, um, you're going to have you know stretches where you're not you're not hitting the three consistently, and if you and if they're not, they're undersized. Uh, you're not going to get that that success on the backboard night in night out. So you have to be hitting threes, or you're not going to be winning a lot of ball games, or at least beating a lot of good teams. And so that's kind of where the Canes find themselves at this juncture let's move on now to ups jobs top 25 scoreboard shift your future at ups jobs apply today at upsjobs.com the blue jays of creighton number 19 went on the road and beat providence tonight 84 to 81 and now it's an overtime right now yeah um, it's it's still going on, so it's not final. I'm, I apologize. Two about two minutes and forty seconds left in that one. A game going on now. A f- uh, two future uh, Louisville opponents later on this month. Notre Dame as at Duke right now. The Blue Devils are leading the Irish fifty nine to forty one. About eight minutes to go in that one. Uh, the Iron Bowl basketball edition number twelve Auburn. All over the visiting Crimson Tide of Alabama, they win 99-81, War Eagle. Number six, Tennessee beats LSU 88-68 in Knoxville. One other game that is final in the top 25, number 11, Wisconsin, is upset by the Wolverines of Michigan and Ann Arbor 72-68. And Spence, this is another job that will potentially open. Um, Jawan Howard is on the hot seat there at Michigan. The Wolverines, they did beat Wisconsin, number 11 Badgers. Uh, but Michigan is just 8-15 and 15 on the season. Of course, Louisville projects to be the marquee job available. Um, if Michigan opens, that would be another good job, certainly not on the level that Louisville is on but big 10 um, just, money man i mean we you i know you're a big commissary alignment guy you know how that works and again i think if it's between the two jobs i don't know it depends like you know location fit etc but yeah that's another job that could potentially steal a candidate that louisville's eyeing because michigan you know they have big 10 money and you know they have you know have had tournament success they've been to two championship games in the last 11 years now what happened in 2013, though? They did lose that one. They lost to Villanova, so they but they haven't got the big one yet since the '89. But I mean, I still, like you said, it's a marquee job nonetheless that you have to at least have your eye open for. And again, I don't know the financial situation there necessarily compared to like us, where we're talking about you know can we afford like a NATO's buyout? 
But Michigan, they probably can. They just want to chat on football, so they got a lot of money rolling in. Yeah, that's true. That that's something that um, that that we'll we'll get more in depth on um, as we approach mid March. And you know, I'm of the mindset that Louisville needs to do, Louisville needs to go the Colorado football route. They didn't have the money necessarily when they hired Dion. Um, and they just they said, hey, we're gonna we have a vision. This this is going to be the guy that that brings this vision to fruition, and we're gonna have we're gonna have all the confidence in him to generate that buzz, to generate those wins, to ger- generate that excitement, which in turn would generate that additional revenue. I think that's gonna be something s- similar uh, that Louisville's gonna have to do. I don't think they're in the best financial situation athletically, but I also don't think they're in the worst situation financially. If you get the right person in here to re-energize the program, those donations from boosters will increase. Season tickets will increase. Those donations with the, with the season ticket packages will increase. The more the fans are at the Yum Center, the more concessions, the more parking revenue that can be generated as well. So something certainly to keep in mind um, as we as we churned out the rest of this season. And then uh, we have to we have to get to landing paints points in the paint, right? I mean, we got to do that. Um, I'm going to include Spence, Caleb Glenn, alongside BHH. Uh, Manny Akorafor did not get any clock tonight, so your landing paints points in the paint. Uh, the big men combined for 23 points and 15 rebounds this evening. I'm sorry, 16 rebounds. So. Uh, that is your landing paints, points in the paints from your Louisville big men. Uh, what, what's been the most impressive from an individual perspective? And I mentioned this at the opening of the show, is that I truly believe that Brandon Hunley Hatfield is, is playing his way into being an NBA draft pick. I don't think he's going to be a first-day pick, a first-rounder. But I could see him in the you know forty-five to sixty range if he keeps this play up, uh, and perhaps maybe he wants to stay one more year since he is a transfer. But I just get the vibe that he will move on regardless of what the coaching situation is if he continues to put up these numbers. This is what he was brought in for. He was a five-star coming out of high school, was a little slow to get going at Tennessee, but he's now really hitting his stride and he's always looked the part, but now he's playing the part as well. And, and you like seeing that um, from that young man, he's put in a lot of time and a lot of work. I like seeing how that, um, you know, has played out. So we'll see. And, you know, like was mentioned earlier too, Louisville has eight games left in this regular season. Spence, if you're a betting man, I'm going to set the win total the rest of the way at three and a half. Are you taking the over or under? I'm still going under. This, Like I said, this team's just not consistent. I mean, they've played consistently better now, but and part of me is kind of being like, I want to be right from my poor <laughs> my take from before the year where I said they're not winning more than 10 games. Even though, like, yeah. again, I would love to be wrong. I'd love this team to win, you know, 11, 12. doesn't change anything. But I just, like I said, I think Georgia Tech's probably a win and Notre Dame's probably a win. That's pr- and maybe the Syracuse game, so that's three. So you said three and a half. I'm still going under because uh, I just think this team, the lack of defense that we've seen, they're prone to blowing a game, like a game kind of like tonight where they have a chance to win it, 
but you don't trust them down the stretch. Like Florida State, I was not gonna say surprised. Like the way that game was going, they weren't gonna lose that game unless they reverted back to just not knowing where the ball was. Correct. Yeah, and I, and I think these past two games, you played um, some teams that yeah, I think they kind of exist by creating on their own, and they don't have a set style. I think Florida State and Syracuse are both alike in, in terms of there's a lot of there's a lot of athleticism on the team. There's a lot of length, but I don't see a lot of, of structure and flow defensively or offensively. I think it's a lot of, you know, one-on-one, can you break your man down off the dribble, kick it out to the wing? If not, can you drive it to the basket? I mean, I think a lot, a lot of it is kind of what Louisville tries to do offensively, although I think Louisville, even going just one-and-one one over the last two games, has, has more purpose plays with more purpose offensively than than Syracuse and Florida State did. And tonight, Spence, with the Orange, I mean, how many times did were they just dribbling the ball at the top of the key and they're passing it back and forth? And then Louisville kind of, you know, for a, for a couple of possessions, not consistently, but for a couple of possessions kind of locks them up. They, you know, generate a turnover and then it's off to the races on the other end offensively for Louisville. I mean, for, for me, at least with, with the cards over the last couple of weeks, much more purpose offensively. Uh, they're, they're getting it inside. They're getting those paid touches. The ball movement has been better. Now there's still times they're not, they're not as consistent as we want, but I think tonight and, and on Saturday, they, you know, they, they move the ball a lot better. Um, they didn't have a stretch where they didn't have any assists for a half like they did at Clemson last week. So over these last two games, but I also feel like, again, we're going to give Louisville their props offensively, but on the flip side, both of their last two opponents, they don't necessarily get after it on the defensive side of things. Uh, the communication was lacking. The switching was like the closing out. Again, if you go back and watch this game, you know, Syracuse's disinterest in defense and rebounding uh, was was on full display tonight. But again, on the same, uh, you know, on the flip side, you still have to give Louisville credit for making plays, for scoring, and, and making Syracuse pay – for, for slow rotations, there was there was an instance early in the first half. If the if if Syracuse was paying attention to the scouting report, there's no way they would have done this. Um, Curtis Williams had the ball on you know on the wing, threw it into uh, to Hun- Hunley Hatfield. He, he took a couple dribbles. Uh, this, a Syracuse defender came over to briefly kind of hedge to, to double team. Uh, BHH um, correctly kicked it right back out to Curtis Williams. And the Syracuse guide was just kind of, you know, lackadaisically going out there, didn't really even put a hand up, and Curtis made him pay for it. With Louisville's collective lack of three-point shooting marksmanship, you would think on your scouting report that Curtis Williams is a kid that can knock down the three and wouldn't be left open. Well, Syracuse did that. Florida State did that a bunch. But again, 
you had other opponents doing that to Louisville in November and December, and we were not missing. They were they were simply not making those shots. So credit Louisville in that situation, in those instances where they are making those shots. That wasn't happening a couple of months ago. It is now. But to our point, defensively has been the main issue. So after the cards drop tonight, they take the next three days off. They are back at the Yum Center on Saturday, roughly 630. Uh, They will play Georgia Tech. And what should be, um, you know, for being honest, it should be a win. And I got the bars low. I get it. Uh, but if they do beat Georgia Tech on Saturday, that would give the Cards three ACC wins, of course, one more than last year. And, Spence, I don't think this is too much to ask. I want Louisville to be good enough to at least qualify for the ACC-SEC Challenge next year. Is that too much to ask? I, I don't know what the exact rules are regarding. I'm trying to think the exact numbers because we'll be up to 19 for or 18 next year. With the three Correct. additions and the SEC, is that could still be what, sixteen with it's OU? 16. So I guess it would be. I would presume they just would knock the new schools out and not have. Well, I guess the numbers have to work out. One of them has to play, but I would just presume that we would be in it next year. Maybe yeah, I'm looking would, too far and be optimistic, but that's not take. No, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I do think. I mean, if Louisville wins, if Louisville can win two more league games, so they'd be. And Georgia Tech, I, th- I think with four wins, they would finish, what, this year? I mean, maybe they would finish ahead of either, what, Georgia Tech or, or Notre Dame. I mean, I, don't, uh, I still don't think it matters. Like, but I'm just thinking, like, in the future, imagine, like, sending the team up the road all the way to Stanford for a November or whatever. I'm down. I'm I, down. I mean, we'll make the trip every, you know, other year in basketball and baseball and other sports. Yeah, exactly. So that's certainly, and that again, that's what's something with the bar being so low. I want Louisville to at least qualify for the ACC SEC challenge. If Louisville were to win two more games, you would think that they would get in. But also, to your point, Spence, yeah, I mean, since those teams would be new and, and you know, with the travel issues that, that they're going to have, or, or the travel schedule rather that they're going to have. You know, in January, February, and March, you know, maybe they maybe they do sit this one out um, and just have SMU in there since you know yeah play closest S- I mean, yeah SMU play can Texas play. Texas Texas OU. Texas A&M yeah yeah so I, I just because of how bad we've been like what I mean, again I like to be in the event no no more than anyone else but like if our matchup is Vanderbilt I mean I'm not getting that pumped up for a Vanderbilt game in November <laughs> oh you're right. Because that's how they do. They they project those matchups about to how you know the, how those teams are. Yeah, yeah. But you know uh, what? Avoiding obviously rivalries looking. and other things. Like if, but if Louisville was paired with with Vanderbilt, I mean, again, you would think next year that should be a win, whether it's in Nashville or Louisville. With how bad Vanderbilt is, I mean, this this Louisville team would smash Vanderbilt. I'm I'm confident of yep. that now. Now maybe not, you know, maybe not in if they played November, December, but now, I would be confident that I don't know about smashing. Louisville would win. Um, I, I truly believe that Louisville would would beat Vanderbilt if they played, uh, but maybe that could be yep. the opponent. I don't know. Maybe you run it back uh, old Metro Conference style days, and Louisville can play South Carolina. Although, That'd be nice. 
with the Gamecocks, that you know, with the, with them being in the top twenty, they're probably going to be playing a team, you know, like a Virginia instead. Uh, or you know, of, imagine we still Eric Musselman or Nate Oates in our matchup is you know the revenge factor. We just take the road game in that ooh. hostile environment because that would have to be you know eyeballs. They would want that matchup. That's a great. Don't point, do what they dude. did with the women's game and not put Haley Van Lith coming back to the Yum Center. That's true. Yeah, that that was that was um, a, a massively missed opportunity. Yeah, I like it. So if some if somehow the must bus, uh, the depot is Louisville. I mean, could you imagine Louisville, Arkansas, with with the cards traveling down to Fayetteville? Man, that would have a lot of storylines in that game alone. And then you know, let's let's be honest too. Arkansas is not having a good year with their last checkup. But they're like twelve and eleven. Um, they are in the bottom quarter of the SEC. Uh, but again, if you if you know, generally what they do is they pair the teams um, based on preseason predictions, and if you know they're figured to kind of be in around the same boat in their in their leagues, then that's who they're going to be matched up with. And again, listen, I don't care who they play. If they're able to get in that thing, and you know, you play a very beatable opponent in the SEC, sign me up for that, and then we can kind of work our way back up to playing maybe a Tennessee, um, a Florida, something like that as well. Like we used to play um, under Patino in his first, uh, when he was here, what, his first three or four years, felt like we played Tennessee at home and home, played Florida at a home and home. Uh, I would love to see that uh, in the Cards non-conference you know, next year, assuming they make the top 16 um, for this um, challenge. I think they would. Um, and I also like your point, too, that I feel like those new schools probably, um, at least the West Coast schools, would probably sit that out just based on logistics. Well, we do have well, a final is- uh, I do want to mention. Providence upsetting Creighton at the uh, former Dunkin' Donuts Center. So the Blue Jays, it's a wild college basketball year that I wish I could enjoy more because I have, oh just haven't gosh. followed it too closely with Louisville You're being right. bad. Well, see, I guess I guess Creighton would would have preferred me since I since I called it final with two minutes yeah. and forty four seconds left. I'm sure they would prefer that. But yeah, it looks like uh, you had you know, your dude defeats Truman moment here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, dude, this is this season. I feel like we say this every year, but the parody in college basketball is insane. And I think this year's tournament. I mean, you certainly have Purdue and UConn. I think are. Or a, uh, a rung above everybody else, but as we saw with Purdue, uh, you know nothing is <laughs> nothing is certain um, with that team. Although the last one seed to lose to a 16 seed the next year won it all. Yeah, but uh, I'm with they, you. I don't trust Purdue. I mean, last well, year we saw no one seeds make the Elite Eight, so it's hopefully another wild tournament. That yeah, that would that would be crazy, man. Um, but I think UConn is certainly poised to repeat. Um, they they have it rolling. Uh, but yeah, Purdue, it, Purdue and uh, UConn are, are far and away, in my opinion, the best two teams uh, that college basketball has. So something that you know, again, it's a it's going to be a bummer for Cardination. We're sitting at home again. I'm going to torture myself and watch. Selection Sunday, but I, I sincerely hope this is the last year in a very, very, very long time that we'll have to sit at home and not be a part of the field of 68. Better days are ahead. 
I'm speaking it into existence. We just got about six more weeks of this season. And at least, kind of like what Steve mentioned earlier, that the team from an offensive standpoint is playing some entertaining basketball. And again, I think that first half was fun. If you're just a casual fan and you like offense, you have a lot of it. Overall, you had a lot of it this game. And, of course, you know, when you're watching your team, you're going to pick their performance apart, and there was a lot to be desired defensively from Louisville and Syracuse. But if you're a typical college basketball fan, you, you would have liked to see all that offense. And so, And that's why I still feel, as we close out the show tonight, I really do feel like Louisville deserved to win this game. I thought Louisville wanted it more for longer stretches. Uh, but when you, you know, when you, when you turn the ball over and I think the turnovers at the, at the inopportune times and allowing your opponent to shoot 61% from the field and 45% from three, that's not a recipe for success. Even when you were playing at a high level offensively, that's just how it's going to go. Um, so that will do it for us tonight. Louisville loses to Syracuse tonight. In controversial fashion, 94 to 92, Louisville falls to 7 and 16 overall and 2 and 10 in the ACC. Cars look to bounce back on Saturday against Notre Dame, a very winnable game at home versus a very winnable um, opponent. Let's see if the cars can get that done. Uh, my partner in crime from LSL, Taylor Lynch, will have you for your Coors Light Louisville basketball postgame show that evening. For Spencer Brown, I'm Ethan Moore. Thanks for hanging out with us this evening. Until next time, go Cards. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is... With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.